0: Oh, he's he dropped it. the ball, Gaff. No. We've gone up half cock. Milders scored. Oh, oh, Milders scored in the corner. Oh, it's an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the premiership? Time. Walker's running the other way. Well, now he's has got to run for 20 seconds. He'll score.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to the NRL Don podcast. Uh, I say special guest too often, but this is an actual special guest. The Encyclopedia of Rugby Leagues here. Rugby League Guru, how you doing, my man?
0: I'm good, mate. Special in a few ways, just quietly.
1: <laughs> nah, this is... I actually messaged you uh, last night that I said I might have to be hitting the books because like, I try and go toe-to-toe with some of you blokes that have been in this game for a minute. Know what? It feels like the final boss battle in a video game, this one. <laughs> 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 Because I don't think that there's a single thing that I can pull out that you can't go, yeah, I do know that, and this is why that doesn't matter. So,
0: (laughs) Mate, that's the beauty of being the guru. If you don't know, you pretend you know.
1: I got told, uh, I said to someone, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with the guru today, and they said, a don and a guru. It sounds like you're selling some woo-woo magic or something like that. (laughs) It's unreal. uh, It's it's good because, like I say, you are so well-read and you know so much stuff, but today... You're coming back down to the commoners' level. We're firing from the hip. It's hot takes to get the chins wagon. I love it. I heard some spicy things as we we're coming in, but uh, we're going to hit the people with three of your best ones coming into this season. And uh, after that, I got a few questions from a few familiar faces have popped up into my DMs to hit you with some gear. So it'll be it'll be a fun one today, I think. Uh, so. Without further ado, h- hit me with your first one.
0: Just quietly, I reckon I can guess some of those uh, familiar faces of your <laughs> pelicans that'll be making an appearance. But uh, my first hot take is Ruben Cotter to play Origin. I think I've said it on uh, on my podcast a few times. I think I said it on Bloke the other day. I was really confident on this probably three or four weeks ago. Uh, the news yep. that Mitch Dunn is going to play in the middle has sort of rattled me a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree, Mitch Dunn, he's pretty handy when he plays through the centre third. So it's rattled me a little bit, but I'm still going to back my yep. boy in, Reuben Cotter. I still think uh, he's a guy that... You know those guys that just got fucking origin written on their forehead? I reckon he's an absolute classic Ruben Cotto. Reminds me a lot of uh, Dallas Johnson with a bit more sort of upside to him. Uh, Especially with a guy like Billy Slater coaching this year, I think he'll really appreciate... A fella like him. Um, and I think Queensland, they just need something in this side. They need to shake it up a little bit. I'm probably uh, upsetting you there a little bit. But I just look at my at our New South Wales side and the depth we've got. And I just think a guy like Ruben Cotter, you know, in the nicest way possible, Cotter would just put a bit of C-U-N-T in them. And that's what this team needs yep. to me.
1: Yeah, I think that's one thing that Queensland's been lacking a little bit. As, we're just a bit too polite to you these days. I was at, uh, I was at Game 2 last year at Suncorp. I watched Jerome Luai, drag Daily Cherry Evans, the Queensland captain, about ten meters. And then Cherry Evans got up and played the ball. I don't know if that happens 10 years ago, man. Like, I don't know if we're sure. all good on that. So I think you're right. I think, I mean, if Carl Webb was out there, we I don't think Lil I would have been for much longer. So if we someone like Cotter in there, I mean, and I am a bit biased, obviously, with the cows stuff, but um, yeah, no, someone like Cotter, and it, it more the more cows in origin, the better. If they're not going to let us break the rules for Lolo, at least give us Cotter. We need some kind of representation, Jesus.
0: Well, mate, I mean, you're, you're probably a good person to ask. I mean, Mitch Dunn really what worries me is, as a huge Cotter fan, that if he gets into 13, I, I, I think he'll do a really good job there. I love both of them, and I think either of them playing 13 improves the Cowboys for me straight away. I, I think Cotter needs yep. to play 13 in order to get to that Queensland jersey because I, I think he needs to make a pretty big splash, obviously. Um, I mean, if Mitch Dunn gets it, though, I don't think he lets go of that jersey. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think, I, I think a few people listening as well will be a bit confused because obviously when they hear the words 13 and Cowboys, they resonate with Lolo. Uh, but I think what I've heard you say in the past, are you of the opinion he
0: just needs to be in prop now? He should have been a prop four years ago for me. He's, he's always been the best front rower yeah. in the game.
1: As far as front rowers go, you can do a lot worse than Lolo. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd obviously prefer to see Cotter back there. I think he has a bit more uh, – because he can jump into nine if he needs to, even though I've been of the opinion that I think that Reese Robson probably could play bloody 80 minutes. I don't really understand – as much as I love Jake Granville and everything he's done for the cows, I dare say he might be taking up a bit of a spot on that bench for reasons I don't completely understand. I understand he's a cool head that can come in. Why Reese Robson isn't playing 80 minutes, I do not understand. If that is the issue, if you have Cotter in 13, he can do that McKinnis thing and swoop into 9, I don't know if Jake has to be there for a certain amount of years to punch a ticket. I don't know what it is. One of the best seats in rugby league he's got up there at that new stadium. Mate, um, in saying
0: that, that, there was a period of time there where I thought he was your best centre and your best fullback last year. It was unbelievable.
1: (laughs) That's because he was. That's because he was. And then the blokes at the telly reckon he might be playing fullback this year too. So... (laughs) The best oh. dual position in super Coach. I love that. <laughs> I said the other day, I was talking about Reuben Cotter. I just think it's funny uh, how all of a sudden, like you've started banging this Cotter drum a bit earlier in the year. And then a few people go monkey see monkey do with it and go, yeah, Reuben Cotter, Reuben Cotter, Ruben Cotter. And now out of nowhere, a bloke that I, I've obviously known about, but doesn't get a lot of press. I'm now being told he's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I don't understand how in the space of a month of no footy being played, I'm being told that Reuben Cotter is now overrated. It's just blown me right out of the water. Mate, it's one
0: of the most rugby league things of all time, isn't it? Nothing changes. <laughs> nothing changes whatsoever except some people write some things on social media, some people who are not involved with the game in any way, shape or form, and all of a sudden this bloke went from unknown. Mate, the amount of people that bag me by saying who's, who's Reuben Cotter so now hearing you say overrated, unbelievable, incredible, yeah, very rugby league.
1: There's not, the off season is a strange, strange place. <laughs> it is a strange place, but though I like that. Oh, well, that was pretty spicy. Hit me, hit me with the second one, bit bit more spice. And as we keep going, who who do you think? Uh, what's your hot
0: take number two? Mate, my uh, my hot take number two is uh, very spicy. Uh, and it actually, it's a bit of a domino effect. I'll get to that in a second. But super coach wise, uh, I've got Kalem Ponga going sub 55. I think that he's going to really battle up there at Newcastle this year. <laughs> um, I was talking to a mate the other day and he said, do you reckon KP will go round one in draft? And I went, oh, maybe, but he shouldn't. He goes, oh, would you take him round two? And, I, and I mate, I honestly – I'm not sure if I would take him in round three. I, I, I'm so low on Caelan Ponga this year. You look at what he did last season, he's going to lose the goal kicking. For me, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I think they're going to be a worse team than what they were last season by a country mile. I think there's a lot of teams under them mm. that are mm. going to improve a lot. I am I am so cold on Caelan Ponga as far as a super coach player – it's not even funny. Uh, Average yep. sixty eight points last year. If you have a look at his run home, uh, his last five games, somehow, mate, he went above forty five once. I mean, it, it's a yep. huge red yep. flag for me heading into next year. And fifty five is, you know, is pretty spicy. And your your super coach listeners, which I know a lot of them are, they'll understand. But the difference between fifty five and sixty is a lot. I, I'm confident saying he doesn't get above mm. sixty. Um, 55 is a mm. spicy take, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to run with it, mate. Oh, we're here for the spicy fire from the hip takes. But I mean,
1: the thing with KP is it's so crazy how last year he was what, uh, if, if you're playing draft, he's a fourth overall, all guy, maybe a third overall guy in some leagues and yep. the fall from grace is ridiculous. But I mean, it's the longevity thing. If you look back last year's season, wasn't that much removed from 2019, 2018 it's just in 2020, he brained it. And now I think Kalen's kind of settling into what he does super coach wise If he gets a move to a new club, if if the Knights... Anything could happen as far as footy's concerned. But if you're talking supercoach and if you're talking draft, which is what we do, I... I cannot recommend drafting him, but don't fret because somebody will. Somebody will pick him up in the second round, and that's just your guy dropping a bit further down to you. It's spicy, and that's what I like about it. Um, but KP dropping from third overall down to I don't even want him. Yeah, that's the reality we're
0: living in. I, I, I'm in a 14-man comp, so round three, by the by the time you're at the end of round three, you, you're, you're almost at pick 50. Um it's crazy. You know, it's funny though. If he, if he signs with the dolphins uh, next year, I've probably got him back to around one round two pick. I just don't like the direction Newcastle are going. And I don't like the way that it impacts Caelan Ponga. And there's going to be a lot of off field stuff going on for him this year. I'm confident he's not going to be at Newcastle next year. I think he will leave. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. I think, A lot of people are in that boat Mm. with me, Uh, but I I think it'll have a big impact on him and I think there'll be a lot of pressure on him. I think that if he leaves and Newcastle aren't going well, I think people will start to turn on KP, you know, the normal shit that we always see where, oh, he's not interested in footy, he's doing this, he's having a milkshake, he's on a fucking skateboard, that means he doesn't care about (laughs) rugby league. You can just see the narrative coming, can't you?
1: Yeah, 100%. That's just kind of what the game does. As soon as someone gets their head down a little bit, no matter the situation they're in, we just kind of go, yeah, well, that's just who he is. That's that bloke to a T. But I yeah. think, like you say, a fresh start for KP might just be what he needs because we know what he does. We know who he is. He's the bloody Queensland fullback. Like, and when he is out there hitting those goosies and doing what he does best, he's he's elite. He just is. But, um, yeah, in that night system, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that can make something out of that uh, right now, anyway, I think I think Turbo struggles down there in Newcastle right now. I mean, <laughs> so. and mate,
0: it, it's crazy because you look at that Newcastle side. Honestly, outside of halfback, it's a mad team. The forward pack is mm. unreal. The centers, there's good strike there. Bradman, Best, and Gagai. Uh, you know, they don't have high end wingers, but they're definitely first grade capable guys that can finish. It's literally just mm. the seven jersey, and it just shows how important it is. Um, yeah, I, I think people are going to realize. Who do you have in their six? Mate, oh, oh fuck! Oh, I've got Jake Clifford at seven. I'm, I'm still yeah. my jury's out. Who on earth is going to play six? I've, you know, I, I normally yeah, swear absolutely. by. Um, a- yeah, I, I normally swear by um, Barry Tui and what he says, mate. He said about four blokes in the last three months that are going to be playing yeah. lock. I think he said Kurt Man the other day. He said Simi Sasagi's training there. He told us Phoenix Crossland a few months ago. Like, yeah, but, mate. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, the fact that I don't know who's going to play six doesn't worry me because I'm pretty sure fucking Newcastle doesn't know who's going to play yep. six at the moment. Yep. So it'll be it, an interesting it, it's one sim- come
1: situation, similar situation to what we have up here at, at the Broncos right now down the road. And they don't know who's playing six, but... Gee whiz, that their seven situation's pretty sorted. Okay. So you could kind of stick someone next to him. But down there, even once they figure out who's the six, the seven is oh, I guess they're at sixes and sevens, you could say. You just, could,
0: very nice. Just, You've been working on that one?
1: <laughs> no, that's off the dome. That's <laughs> off the dome. <laughs> I guess
0: the um I, I guess the big difference is Brisbane. It feels like to me Brisbane's trying to pick the best guy to play six. It feels like Newcastle's trying to not pick the shittest at the moment. It's yes. it's such a different sort of environment. That's it's what's wild. Going on.
1: Well, on on Newcastle, that leads yeah. us into spicy take, hot take number three, which is the spiciest. We lead into this one, hit me with it.
0: Mate, it's funny. I actually, in my mind, I don't think it's that spicy, but uh, apparently it's polarizing a lot of people. I have knights to finish in the bottom four. Um, personally, yes. I didn't have them that far off the bottom four when Mitchell Pierce left once Braley got injured. Um, that's some serious it's fucking curtains, curry right? for them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's serious trouble. Uh, they're only one more injury away. And I'll tell you what, if Kurt Mann plays 13, he'll be injured in the first three weeks. He's too tough for his own yep, good, Kurt Yeah,
1: absolutely. That bloke is just, like, addicted to the to the bench uh, yeah, he on, just, or being injured. He just cannot catch a break,
0: that guy. No, nah, he'd put his head where I wouldn't put my foot. He lunatic Kurt Mann. But I've got Newcastle finishing in the bottom four and probably the spicy one. Mate, I've got the Gold Coast Titans. I just think this spine is too inexperienced. I look at last season and, you know, people call them a finals team. I go, fuck, they were a finals team in the easiest year to ever play finals footy by a country mob. They lost four more games and they fucking won. (laughs) I just...
1: But listen, there's one thing with the Titans in the bottom four that we're forgetting. That is a seven and that's King Sexy. (laughs) <laughs> who's gonna lead that Titans team to probably a top four finish if you've been listening to my podcast? <laughs> because I'm so high on that kid, he wouldn't believe it. Where where do you sit with, with, with Toby?
0: Mate, I'm a big fan of him. I, I, I posted a you know before he made his debut saying I watched him play schoolboys. He's fucking talented, but mate, I I I said it on, on Blokes Podcast the other day and I stand by it. You could put 19-year-old Joey Johns into that fucking team, and it is a tough gig, <laughs> let alone 19-year-old yep. Toby Sexton. And, and I, I'm glad people are high on Sexton. I'm glad they like him, so they should. But good God, remember Ash Taylor? <laughs> remember how high we were on yes. Ash Taylor? It's it, it it just feels like Groundhog Day for me at the moment. And Sexton is the number one guy I'm worried that people are going to turn on because he doesn't deserve it. He's a really talented that's, footballer.
1: That's the thing i People are already starting to jump off the train with a few cherry pick stats, as we do. I yeah. uh, don't know how you found good and bad in four games of NRL, but anyway, he, we, and so we, had a, we had we had we high on him for a bit. No, people, are, I'm not on that train. I'm in the dining cart or driving it. That's how keen on this kid I am. But um, you got you got. People already saying sexy's overrated. I mean, these kids are not even rated yet. They're not rated. <laughs> They're not- yeah, but um, I th- what do you make of Brimo coming into six? I did hear whispers that uh, one Darren Lockyer was taking him th- through that transition from one to six. Hey, it's not an easy one to do, but not a bad coach to do it with.
0: Yeah, not a. I haven't heard that to be honest with you, but not not a bad bloke to have there. I will say this. 2004 rugby league and 2022. I'm like, yeah, it, that's a fact, mate. 2022 and 2018 are completely different worlds. I, in saying that, Lockyer is one of the best minds to ever play our game. He will be very handy. And look, I really like Brumo. Um, I, you know, I'm very negative on the Titans, and he, he's probably the main guy there now. Realistically, I love Brumo. I thought in Origin he was sensational. I'm just not convinced he, six is his role, but. No, yeah. they've got that fullback that is just so talented. You've got to have him in there somewhere. And, you know, if, if they play Brimson at, six, at fullback, for example, who on earth is going to play 5'8"? That's their other issue. I mean, could, could, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll tell you, if, if the Titans have, any, have half the injury run the Roosters had last year, it, mm. they might finish behind yeah. the Dolphins this year. They could be in all sorts, I reckon.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I think... It's kind of like what they call like that fool's gold. Whatever you think is happening right now, you expect to happen into the future. And mm. So the Titans making the eight last year, it, it doesn't compute in your head that they might come in the bottom four. Um, but like you say, a lot of teams are improving. And what we were saying before, on paper, besides the six and seven, that Knights team is kind of stacked. Like they they got a lot of other issues sorted already. That Titans team, I dare say man for man, Pretty close if you take that six and seven out. But if you probably give the tip of the hat to the Knights, really. So if Knights are in the bottom four and we all go, yeah, 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 probably. I mean, really, who are Sexton, Brimo, and if Aaron Clark gets to nine, or I don't even know who's playing nine 100% there. So, I mean, it is fair to say that that situation isn't a whole lot better. Well, I suppose they got one fella that likes to play a good bit of footy day for feeder. He could probably drag them. Maybe a bottom five finish.
0: Yeah, mate, I, I even look at Vafita and, like, fuck, like, he's a great player, but you can't tell me they're getting anywhere near the best out of him. And I, I've seen a lot of people um, say, oh, he was getting needled up last year, this was happening, he's, he's going to be better. And you know what, I, I, I'm sure he will be better. But, I mean, th- there was just a lot of times last year I was watching him and it just it, t- to me it just didn't look like he was as switched on as what he probably needed to be a lot of the time. And, yep. you know, that will change as he matures, but... Mate, the guy I'm going to watch run out in round one, he's only six months older than the guy I watched finish last season. You know what I mean? So I'm yep. just, I, yep. mate, I, and this is what I'll say about the Titans is that I think that if they stick with this team for the next four or five years, mate, they, they, they could be on a path to absolutely anything. But the yeah. fact is in rugby league that, you know, you, you, you've seen it enough, I've seen it enough that if you lose for three or four seasons in a row, mate, people will turn on you very, very quickly and – I, I they, they if they're handing the keys to these kids they they just need to stick with them just, just on my bottom four call um if if they had the worst for and against out of the teams that finished with the same um, with the same win loss record at them as them all of a sudden they'd be 12th yeah so they're really not that yeah. far away from a yeah. bottom four finish realistically I look at that ladder from last year the team's under them Canterbury. Brisbane have improved. I think the Tigers have improved. I think the Warriors have improved. Dragons probably stay about the same, but staying about the same was where the Titans were. Raiders have improved, yep. and the Sharks have improved. I just, yeah, I, I don't know how people are tipping the Titans to take the top eight. It blows me away.
1: No, I can't. I can't. I can't see top eight. They still need a. St- some things definitely need to fall in place for that to happen, and, and it probably needs to be another freak accident like what happened last year. But I, I think. Like I say, people just see, oh, they were so close to putting the Roosters to bed last year in that final. It was a flick pass away. And then
0: what? Yeah. And then, <laughs> mate... You know
1: what uh, I mean? So- did, did, did you
0: watch the first 79 minutes where they scored two tries <laughs> off kicks, the Roosters knocked on off the kickoff, they put the ball down. I mean... Yeah. And, and I, 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 I'll tell you what I think builds a false sense of um, confidence for people about the Titans is that you got these young kids, they're going to grow up together. It's like the Panthers. And mm. it's like... Do you know how many clubs have tried to do what the fucking Panthers have tried to do in the <laughs> last 50 years? It's hard to do. You just happen to be watching yeah. Rugby League at a time where a system built by Worst Phil work. Gould has actually pulled it together. I mean, they are the exception. It is incredible. I mean, e- everyone bags, you know, that the Roosters, but mate, that, that's why they go out and have to buy all these players. Because it's so hard to do what Penrith have done. It's the way that... You have yep. to do it. If you don't have a Craig Bellamy, if you don't have a Nick Politis, good fucking luck doing what Penrith have done. It's really yep. difficult. Absolutely. And, you know, look, mate, you, you look at all the clubs, every fan messaged me, we, we build a uh, centre of excellence. It's like, yeah, okay. you, you built a building, you named it the centre of excellence. <laughs> like, that's, that's the easiest bit of the whole fucking journey for me.
1: Getting the trades in on site, yeah. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> unless, one of them's, unless one of them can play out the back, I don't really know. <laughs>
0: uh, it's wild. I'm like, you know who doesn't have a centre of excellence? The Roosters and the Melbourne Storm. Do you know why? Because they just fucking work it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's tough with the Titans and the Broncos, right, is I feel, i said this a few times, the NRL, when those two teams are good, is better for it because there's more interest up here. Not that anyone up here is watching bloody anything yeah, else exactly. but rugby league. Yeah. But, but when the Broncos are firing, it's just a different vibe in the city. I don't watch the news, but I know that they get amongst it and they talk about it a lot. And with the Titans doing what they did last year, Jesus, didn't the Gold Coast need a bit, a bit of something coming out of out of that Titans uh, atmosphere for a while? There wasn't much going down. I went and saw a few games at Seabus last year. When they started winning games, it was a different vibe. And yeah. I mean, that all gets you excited. And that, and that gets – but, like, it doesn't really add up. But I do think that those two teams, more than anything – well, at least if the Titans were good last year, maybe the Broncos can bring some magic back to the to the cauldron as much as it pains me to say. There's, so, a, yeah.
0: um, there, there, there's a couple of teams in rugby league that when they're going good, rugby league's going good. Brisbane, Newcastle, South Sydney's probably mm. one for me as well. Um, yeah, I, yeah, Titans and Newcastle, though, I am very nervous for them. And, you know, the other thing with the Titans, as I said – yeah, you got to hand the keys to these young kids. It's, they're probably going to struggle their first few years because their kids playing rugby league without any real, yeah. with like I, I like, mate. If, if I'm Toby's, like, imagine when they concede a try last year and it's like a crucial try where the game could go either way. You know, if Tino's off the field because he's a front row forward. Uh, who, who's talking? Who's the guy behind yeah. the sticks that's getting them back together? You know who it's going to be in Brisbane. It's going to be Adam Reynolds. Like every team, every team has a guy that has been through shit that has seen a heap of rugby league. Honestly, so, mate, who's talking? It's gonna, it's gonna probably be David Fafita, and you're going fuck. We were benching yeah. you last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Or you know, if it's Bremo, it's like, well, you—it might be his fault, you know what I mean? I mean, well, that's
0: <laughs> mate. I mean, and that—that's the biggest test for Brimson, which no one's fucking talking about. He's got to learn now how to defend on an edge. And people say to me, "Oh, he yep. played—he played juniors there." It's like, it's a fucking NRL. You do—you're de- yep. you're defending a fully, in a completely like, fully, used fully grown men. Yeah, and it's... they're
1: like, and, and as interesting and as great as all these Razzie stuff is, and, and and all those boys go hard. There's <laughs> They run at you different when the lights are on, don't they? Yeah, and you like, also... It, it it's different.
0: Like. Yeah, and you, you don't have halfbacks in Reggie's that know how to force you to make 30 tackles like they do in the NRL. I mean, yeah. mate, it, it, I, I, I don't know who, who the Titans play in round one, but their, their game plan will be force Brimo to make a heap of tackles. Our oh, second absolutely. rower is going to have 15 hit-ups this game at Brimo's shoulders and make him work. And it, I, I, I think people undervalue that. that. It's not an easy matchup. Their sake, fuck! I hope it is.
1: Yeah, they got para first up. Oh, there you go, Parramatta, June, Mitch Moses, Paulo huh? and Papali'i running yep. at you. Have fun, Alexander.
0: <laughs> it's it's and and mate. At no point is that anything against AJ. It's just the reality, NRL. It's fucking hard, and he's mm. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the other, like if, if AJ goes down at one point, uh, I you know I, I I said that the other day, and I had about fourteen Titans fan message me goes, "We've got Will Smith, you idiot." And I just felt like going, fucking what? (laughs) Will Smith? Which one? Men in Black Will Smith? Yeah, if that's Men in Black Will Smith, all of a sudden I'm (laughs) confident. That's the guy that can talk behind the sticks. I just, oh, it it blows me away how high people are on them, to be honest with you. And, mate, I hope I'm wrong because I want to see these young kids do well. I think it would be a sensational story if they kill it. But... I'm so far from nervous, uh, so so far from confident on them. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's a strange little situation with the Titans.
1: Oh, they were some spicy ones, especially getting to beat up on the Titans for a little bit as a fan up here in <laughs> Queensland. Always fun to shoot some shots at a brother, brother club up here. It's always good. But I got some questions that the DMs blew up when they heard you were coming over yeah, here. Good some hard. good, some bad. Mostly funny though, but uh, I'll hit you with a few. Here's one that's kind of on the topic that we're on right now mm. um, from Tigers 05 Australia. Oh, good. Uh, do the Tigers have a chance of making the eight this year? And what do you think is stopping us if not?
0: Uh, I don't think they will make the eight this year, mate. Um, I, th- I think the year after that, there'll be a shot, bringing Appy in, bringing Isaiah Papali. I'm not expecting Papali to be the same guy he was last year, to be honest with you. I think that was a career-high mm-hmm. year. Uh, but I still think he's a good signing. Um, I've, I've had Jackson Hastings on my podcast, and uh, we've uh, like we, we we've kind of become mates off the back of it. We talk every few days, and I'm very confident in what he can do. I will admit I am probably a, a little bit biased there. I've always been a Jacko fan. I remember watching him when he was, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 16, just thinking, fuck, this could, could be anything. Uh, he's learned a lot of hard lessons. He, he honestly, and, and people laugh, but when I say the guy talking behind the sticks, Jacko could be that guy over the next year or two. Um, I, I'm very high on him. Yeah. I, I do think that Luke Brooks has probably got to move on, and that's that's nothing to do with with Brooksy, to be honest with you. it's I've always said... Not all divorces are bad. This marriage just hasn't Mm -hmm. fucking worked. It just, it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. It's almost been a decade now, and they haven't played finals footy in that time. Luke Brooks has always looked talented, but you've never seen him really piece together the whole thing. I mean, he got M halfback of the year a couple of years. What's strange
1: about this this Luke Brooks thing is I, I know a few Tigers fans, and whenever things are going bad, He's like the last guy that they pin the blame on. Like, they still really want this to work with Luke Brooks. Mm. Obviously, not everyone's the same. And I feel like a lot of the hate from Luke Brooks is from the outside looking in because the Tigers have performed badly. We all go, "Ah, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. But Tigers fans want Brooksy to work out so badly. And I just don't think it's going to happen there.
0: Yeah, and, mate, I mean... Like you you, you think about the Tigers Where they were 12 years ago um, They were coming through the ga- grades With these three guys Tedesco, Moses, Brooks That I mean, you would have bet your dick The Tigers were going to win a premiership 12 years ago Like Brooks and Moses yep. When they were coming through Were fucking unbelievable Like I, I, I remember the day Brooks made his debut at the SCG uh, Against the Dragons And mate, people were openly saying Oh he's the next Joey And no one was pulling you up on it no one was yeah, pulling right. you up on it, you know? And because that's how talented this bloke was. It just hasn't it just hasn't played out. And I I, I think he'd do so well to go to another system. Um mate, if, if you tell me that Luke Brooks is signing with the Knights right now, I, I probably I I definitely change that bottom four prediction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I, 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 I've got so far away from the fucking question, it's not even funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think they can make it this year. I think personnel-wise, they're just a couple of troops short. And I think that they've recruited well, but they've recruited well for next year, realistically, whereas there's a couple of teams, one and two, and three spots ahead of them on the ladder from last year that have recruited well for this year. Um, and I see them improving. I mean, mate, as far as I'm concerned, from the teams last year, it's pretty much a, a top six, then a top two after that. There's only two spots that yeah. about six clubs can fit into, and I just – I yeah. can't see the Tigers fitting in there. I'm not an overly huge fan of Madge either. I, I, I'm i just not sure if he's the guy for this current squad. And people say to me, oh, you know, coaches have got to build their squad, and I look at what Madge is building, and, you know, up until six weeks ago I was just sitting there going, what the fuck are you doing? This is mm. such a strange squad for you, so – yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there over the next year or so. Because if Appy arrives and um, I, Papa yeah. Lee arrives and it doesn't go well, I imagine you'll find him. So I, I think he's already in curry, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, if it doesn't go well once those yeah, guys geez, arrive, you wouldn't know
1: about it. Not 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 many journalists like to talk about how much pressure he's under. <laughs> geez, they keep that under wraps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what about when when they when they had the review and they came out and said yeah he's our guy and we're like yeah no no, no we, we know you signed him for four years fucking two two and a half months ago. We're, We all knew that. Did you not? It was a fuck. Just a bizarre little situation.
1: Okay, I got I got another one for you. Uh, This is from the short ball. Who's the most exciting player? And this is right up your alley Mm. because you're the black book man. Who's the most exciting player yet to debut coming into this
0: season? Yeah, today, boo, mate. Uh, to be honest with you, it's a hard it's a hard period of time oh, to be yeah. answering this question because there isn't a heap of guys that we've like. There hasn't been a heap of cut footy played over the last yep. few years. I posted on my Instagram the other day this young bloke out of the Roosters, Ronald Volkman. Um, I Man, am very, I just
1: watched that before we came yeah. on. Some of those highlights that is not normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a really talented young kid. I'm I'm very high on him. It'll be mate. It'll be interest. I I can't believe. Like, if you have a look at his career right now, where he's sitting, he's got Sammy Walker in front of him. He's got Luke Kiry in front of him. I mean, if there's injuries, he might even have Connor Watson in front of him as far as, you mm. know, a 5'8 mm. or whatever. So I, I can't believe that clubs aren't – well, maybe, maybe they are and the Roosters are, are just not letting go of him. But I just can't see a world where the Roosters find a way to use him. You can't even use him as a 14 because you're going to have Connor Watson there. So I think there should yep. be a number of teams trying to get onto. to um, – ronald's manager and see what they can do there um there's a there's a kid at melbourne i really like luke pulselli um he's a guy that if you if he was from any other club you read the script as uh he was at the Cronulla sharks he was on unwanted he's 25 years old now he's gone up to the south coast the sunshine coast falcons it's not really going to happen for him but because he's in the Melbourne Storm system and he's followed the Nico Hines trail down to a fucking T. It's unbelievable and I I really do think that he could be uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if as you know content creators in you know, 18 months time we're doing posts about the line of fullbacks and this kid's the next one so another one like to keep that. an eye on there uh, another one at South Sydney I really like. I, I I think he actually played one game last year, Davey Mowali, big front rower. Uh, I really like mm-hmm. him. He's sort of got Payne Haas' um, ability. Whether he, he's in that mold, anyway, uh, whether he right. kicks on will be interesting. But if he does, he'll be one that uh, you and me, as uh, super coach content creators, will be talking about a lot. I think.
1: Well, I won't take up too much more of your time. This one's probably like the most important one that I got sent. This one's really, really good, uh, well thought out. Um, it's from I've, I can't really can I guess. It. We, weekly, weekly rub something. down. Yeah. Weekly oh, is that, how you, is that how, how you say it? That's how we say it. What oh, have okay. they got for me? They they just want to know what round we're jumping on, uh, Matty Moylan.
0: <laughs> oh, mate. Mate, they're about as creative as the bloke that designed the Japanese flag, the weekly rub down. Good God. Um, mate, I'll tell you what. You reckon I reckon
1: that was Wooks or Natty? I reckon I know who it was. Oh, it's got I Natty written got all over it. I a pretty good feeling.
0: Walker's better than that. He he, he he gets the rough end of the stick. He uh, he, he builds Natty up, I'm telling you. Um, mate, I'll tell you what. About five weeks ago, I, I did a podcast with them and um, they were jamming me up about it. And I said, no, this is the year I'm done. I'm not drafting Moylan this year. Uh, for your <laughs> listeners that don't know, I have drafted Moylan every year for about five or six years saying, hey, this is the one. This is going to be the year where Moylan bounces back and um like I've lost about in my draft comp I've lost about three grand finals in the last five years and there are some serious times where I stare at the ceiling and I go hmm if I would have used my round five pick a little bit better (laughs) where could I have been is is that the 30 points I needed is that the 50 points I needed happens all the (laughs) fucking time to me um and I said to them a few weeks ago it's over I'm not doing it this year and then and as I see an image of him at training and uh, he's looking decent, I sort of start to go, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably a little bit more keener on his halves partner this year, uh, Nico Hines, to be honest with you. But I don't know if I'll have to, well, I'll have to go pretty All-Star early. With this All-Star game
1: there. on Saturday, we get to see... Um, Manny might be sitting at home with a big bucket of popcorn trying to figure out what's going on because a fair whack of that shark's spine is, is in this All-Stars team. And if they light it up, Craigie might just be sitting there going... Well, that seems to work. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> mate. Do I, that?
0: Yeah. I, I think there's a fair argument. This could be the biggest game of Braden Trindle's career so far. Realistically, yeah. it is a uh, it's a huge opportunity. I mean, he did really it's well last stage. year. Yeah. He he was great for them at the back end of last season. It's not like he's he's a nobody. He's run the team before. He's shown that he's capable of doing mm. it. Uh, now he gets an opportunity to play next to. The guy gonna, he could be partnered with, who is an absolute superstar. It's,
1: a, it's an audition. That's what it oh, is. Mate.
0: And I'll tell you what, I with it's with, a dress rehearsal. Yeah, with all due respect, um, to the Maori side, I mean, when I have a look at their edges, if I was Braden Trindle, I'd be very fucking excited. I reckon it could be anything mm. for him. So, especially with the pack he's got in front of him, <laughs> yeah, I'd be saying to Laurie Daly, hey, give me David Fafita. Just give me a shot with him. I'll lay on three tries with him and earn (laughs) myself a black, white and blue
1: seven jersey here. So,
0: yeah, I I think it's a huge game for Braden Trindle. I've tipped Nico Hines to get man of the match on my podcast this afternoon. I I think he's going to have a really good game. And, I mean, if he does, that can only help Braden Trindle and only put Moiser in uh, a bit more curry, realistically.
1: A safe third rounder then.
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I've done stupid. I don't fucking worry about that. I have done stupider. (laughs)
1: Uh, what, before we go, hit me with your worst one.
0: <laughs> my worst Moylan one or my worst one ever?
1: Worst one ever, the stupidest
0: reach. My my stupidest reach came in 2000, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it away by asking this. What year did Bryce Cartwright go to the Titans? No. Yeah, what was it, 20, <laughs> I want to say 19 or 18?
1: Yeah, yeah it was there. one of
0: those years, and I remember we had draft day, it was, it was up the coast, and I was sick as a dog. I was fucked. Like, I had a cold. I had a headache. I was just cactus. And I remember driving up there. We did draft day. I took brass cartwright second round. Second round. And I remember... (laughs) I remember being in such a state that I convinced myself I'd fucking nailed it. And, I, and I, the bloke I drove up there with, I chewed his, his, his ear off so badly on the way home. I think I almost convinced him it was a good fucking move too. So I had Teddy into Bryce Cartwright. So I had I had a pretty late round two pick. So it was probably like pick 26, 27 yeah, yeah. or something. But it should have been pick 226, 227. And I'll never forget that season. <laughs> I lost the first 10 games in a row and everyone said, drop Bryce, drop Bryce. I went, fuck, I can't. I've got to fucking wait. He'll, he'll, as yeah. The week I drop him, he'll start at 13 and he'll fucking carve it. I lost the first 10 games yep. in a row and I thought, fuck, I'm in some serious curry here. <laughs> I've got to make some moves. I dropped Bryce. I won the next 10 in a row. I only lost two games oh. for the rest of the season and one of them was in the prelims, <laughs> so... Uh, scarred me pretty heavily of uh, one of my favourites ever in Bryce Cartwright, but yeah, that, that was definitely my worst one, and uh, <laughs> all the boys remind me of it pretty fucking regularly. servingly too.
1: <laughs> well, man, that's that's <laughs> hopefully we do a bit better this year. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, if if you know who I am, you definitely know who Rugby League Guru is on all the socials. If you peruse NRL online, you're definitely familiar. But tell everyone where they find you.
0: Yeah, mate. Instagram, rugby league guru on Facebook. Uh, we've a, a bit like yourself. We, we've taken a dive into TikTok. What a scary fucking world that is. Good God,
1: man! It doesn't make any sense to me, really. I'm of the yeah. younger generation. It's the algorithm. I'm still trying to work it out on TikTok.
0: Mate, I've got all these comments coming at me at fucking of hats and no hats, and I'm just sitting there going, "What on earth does all this mean?" I've got no idea what you're all talking about. <laughs> then I go on Pee, my Pee, four, Pee, Pee, oh, Pee. yeah, and then I jump on the <laughs> For You page, and I've just got a highlights package from schoolies a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just going, "Fucking, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to be putting a fucking watch list <laughs> or something. Get me. Oh, I, I get on there, I upload my league content, then I get the fuck out of there, but." <laughs> Yeah, and mate, whilst I've got you, I'll put this on my podcast too for yeah. my listeners. Mate, the, the unique content that you're putting out there is sensational. Uh, it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air as far as uh, the rugby Thanks, league man. community on social media has gone. Very uh, very unique approach, which is, is what people need. I say it to them all the time. Find your own little niche, your own unique content, and uh, credit to you, mate. You've absolutely nailed it. It's going really well.
1: I appreciate that very much, my man. We'll have to do this again sometime.
0: Looking forward to it, mate.